0: Welcome to Cultivating Community in the Guide to Awesomeness podcast, powered by Coldwell banker Ronan Realty. Join us as we explore how to unleash your inner awesomeness while we uncover the treasures of our communities. Hello, Guide to Awesomeness podcast followers. My name is Aliyah Hummel, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. I'm a realtor with the Hummel team here for the past 14 years at Coldwell Banker Ronin Realty and our incredible guest here on today's episode, for those of you who do not know her, is near and dear to me. I have the pleasure of introducing Katie Mae Campbell or Miss Mae as I fondly call her. Katie is a lead designer and founder of KMC Interiors. Katie has always had a passion for design and today we're going to learn about how that passion began and how she's gotten to where she is today. Thank you, Katie, for being here with me today and taking a step out of your busy schedule. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. This is As I look across the table at you, looking very professional with your earphones on and we're ready to go. Truth be told, this is our very first podcast episode together, obviously together, but as individuals too. So we're having some fun today. I think we've pretended over the years that we were famous. Katie and I have known each other for, I think, like 25 years. Uh, Yeah. That is crazy. 25 years. And I am the lucky one to call her my best friend, partner in crime, and auntie to my three boys. Uh, we've been on this crazy journey of life and business together for so many seasons, it's hard to believe. We've worked together in three separate careers in our life. One may say for some time we followed each other from one to another, didn't yes. we? we sure did. We did. Where you saw one of us, you could often find the other. So this is this is really fun and a pleasure having you here today. Yes, thank you. I think it's safe to say we're both very entrepreneurial and we have likely dreamed up maybe five to ten other endeavors that we plan to start together over the past two decades. Anything from like fashion to brick and mortar business, furniture refinishing, home staging, design, to name a few. While our passions and purpose were often aligned, here we are together, both in careers focused on helping people find or design a home they can't wait to go home to. Isn't that the truth? It's amazing. We've had some fun with all of our careers that we've planned together. Yes, we have. Dream big always has been our motto. Dream big always. What is the earliest memory you have of where you can recall your passion for design beginning? I think it's funny because when I was little, it wasn't necessarily about decorating the home. It was the feeling that a home gave me. I always loved the idea of walking in on a Sunday and having family dinners, and I liked things to be organized. I liked when I went into a space and it felt good, like a home. And then as I got a little bit older, I started to realize that it's really the pieces that you pick and the curated details that make that feeling feel like home. But it was not until I recognized what it took to sort of gather all of those pieces and make it feel like a home that I started to realize I could start to make my house feel like a home and others people's houses feel like home. So I think at a very young age, I recognized that I had that within me, that I loved that vibe and that feel and then started curating sort of spaces, starting from my own bedroom. I remember being, you know, 10 years old and wanting my room to be done exactly how I needed it and wanted it to be and everything in its place. Yeah. And it's, I mean, safe to say in knowing you for so long, you're so creative. So sort of that that knack between that creativity and then that feeling that you wanted in all your spaces. Oh, for sure. I can attest to that. I love yeah. being creative. I That's love for it. Sure. I, know. I know. We'll talk more about that too. And I, I do feel as if I could do your story justice, watching and admiring your successes that you have built with KMC Interiors. But tell us your story on how KMC Interiors came to be. I think there's probably a few pieces and parts to that. It's been many, many years in the making. I actually registered my business in 2010. So essentially, that's when KMC started. It was sort of pieces of wanting to create homes for people and people coming to me and asking for my advice on colors and styles. And I think from a very young age, I started putting together places and spaces so that it felt good to me. And then people started recognizing that in me and and looking to me for advice. And I thought, oh, hey, you know, I, this is just something I like to do. And it wasn't really something I thought of career-wise because I was always so business-oriented. And then when the business and the decorating kind of came together and I thought, oh my gosh, I could do this and actually make a business out of it. So it was fun. And I, I would come up with, crafty things at a young age, like um, creating rings and jewelry and wanting to sell them and wanting to sell, you know, gourds at the side of the road with my sister. So that entrepreneurial spirit always was within me. And then when I recognized that I could pair the two, I was flying high on that. That's just the coolest. And I, again, I've, I'm I'm the lucky one to have been through so many seasons and chapters, watching you be inspired and sort of inspiring each other to search and, and reach for what we're what we're dreaming of. So it's I'm so proud of where you've gone. And I've had the pleasure of watching that growth and and seeing KMC Interiors develop into a thriving business. What made you take the leap into a more expansive brick and mortar establishment? Because obviously, I mean, 2010, that was 13 years ago. But I would say, for how long now have you really had that presence and and sort of done this in a full-time capacity? And then you can talk maybe a bit through how that evolved in, into where you are in this larger building paired with other professionals that sort of thrive alongside your business. Yeah, we're having so much fun. I think the key piece is, is finding people who fill your cup and partnering with those people. And I'm just so blessed to have such a good partnership in the people that we have at our new location. It was a really trying time when we decided to sort of, you know, make the leap of faith. And, and, and I think everyone can sort of attest to how difficult it was back in COVID days in the thick of it. And our original business kind of shut down and and things were in a standstill as to what I was going to do. And I thought, you know what? You either dream big and you do it and you take the leap of faith and you try something and have that burning passion within you that you hope will drive you through to the financial side to be able to actually (laughs) pay your bills and not just have a great day every day. So I think that was really the push for me was, was deciding that, you know what, we live one life and I really want to fill my life with beautiful things and have each day feel like it's worth living. And I think that was for me, the, the changing point of like, I need to really focus on this. I also think having young children, it was difficult when they were very little and I was, you know, newly married and young children and, Having the time was more difficult because you're just pulled in so many ways where now they're a little bit older, and I mean, although I have children in rep hockey and other it's a it's a new busy, right, but I think it's fun when you start to refocus on yourself and you know your dreams and what you want, and I think that's so important. I've always been such an advocate for people really living out what their true dreams are and what they want to be and do, and I just I can't imagine. Being anywhere else than where I am now, I mean, hopefully we can keep growing and building, but having a brick and mortar store and being able to choose like KMC Interior's favorite details and to use all those curated details in my jobs and in with my clients, me having them come in and have a space that's like nice for them to feel invited and see sort of what my style is. I'm just so grateful for that, and grateful that I made that leap of faith because I mean, it's not an easy one to choose to do, Good for especially you. in such trying times. In trying <laughs> times, yeah. And like, what an, a fabulous example for your kids, right? Like, we always talk about being a parent in business, being a mom in business—that sort of boss babe mentality. It is a beautiful thing to fill our cup and to. And um, strive toward what we want, but there's a massive balancing act. And I think sure. there's sacrifices at every level. And so for our kids to see what's possible, and and I, I think it's, again, I, I see it in myself with my three boys, and it's a gift. It's a gift to give them to show, for sure. like, don't give up. And there's always going to be things you you have on your plate and and choose wisely and pick something that you are excited to wake up and do every day. Oh, for sure. And I think the funny thing is, is, is when people look at an entrepreneur, they think, oh, wow, they're doing this, and they've got this business, and they're doing great. But my children see me fail all the time. I'm constantly failing and having to pick myself up or redirect or, you know, things don't always go the way you want them to go. And I think the lesson there is like, dream big and work hard. But recognize that you're going to fail and it's okay. It's it's all part of learning. And I think that's one of the most beautiful lessons. And when you own a small business and you have children, they're there, they're sweeping, they're helping open up new boxes and, you know, sick days aren't sick days at home. It's sick days at the business. So... Pick up your socks and pack that up. I don't think a running ass is going to stop you from mopping. I love it. Our sweet little minions can always come in handy from time to time. Yeah, that's the best. So having known you since I I think, gosh, I'm like backtracking big time here, but I think I might have been 13. You were very young. Yes, I I saw a fire in you and I hired you at Marshall's back in the day and we became Betty and Veronica immediately. Salt and pepper. Katie and I were both born and raised in Alliston. I've lived in many places in New Tecumseh, Everett. Now I'm in Beaton specifically, but we we grew up in Alliston. There was a really wicked clothing store a couple of decades ago called Marshalls and not the Marshalls to be mistaken for the Marshalls attached to winners, but um, a local couple that opened a fashion store. And at the time, I mean, we're we're a big potato town. We didn't have high-end fashion, but I think they saw that there was this need and that in itself, I think. I speak for both of us to say that that really fostered this want and this drive and this passion for dreaming big and doing something different and taking a leap of faith on something new. But that's when we first met. And so we worked together at Marshall's Clothing Store and did many great things together. I mean, I think by the ages of 14, we were opening and closing that store and we were given given that grace and respect that we were capable of doing that. And in knowing you from so long, I know that you helped renovate your family home at the age of 17, which is really fun and amazing. And again, a testament to how long you've been inspired by design. And what would you say at that time was the biggest challenge that you would have faced during that project? It's funny because when... My parents split up at a young age and I stayed with my dad. We stayed in my family home for a short period of time. And then we moved to a home that was a fixer upper. And it was certainly not a home that I felt it was a house. It wasn't a home. And I thought to myself, I could go one of two ways. I could, you know, sulk and be really upset about this and, you know, have a hissy fit. Or I could put on my worker boots and get this going. And I really had that drive to want to create a home for myself and, and my father. And uh, I also loved socializing and having friends over. So it was a real mix. And I would, you know, have really fun paint parties and and, you know, unique sort of ways of looking at how I could get stuff done, but also socialize. <laughs> so we had a lot of fun. I think the biggest challenge would probably be just mentally being able to wrap my mind around a new space and a new way of life. And it was probably the first time where I really had to like, change my mindset as to what I could go into this as and 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 sort of the change there between, you know, being a child and, and turning into a woman who can actually make a difference in my own life as to the outlook and the way that I was going to approach it. So and then of course, an, encouraging my friends to be part of that journey with me and it just was so much fun and as the the space became a home and we all started to love being there and enjoying it it was I think because we had done such an amazing job decorating it I mean I think I painted my living room pastel pink so <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure love that. dad loved that yeah, Colin yeah. was happy about it he didn't care he was like whatever you need to do so yeah it was a different look than perhaps I'm into now fair enough we'll get to that part the the development of style and, and that's so much fun I love that story I mean we have both always had such a big passion for interior design and all things decorating let us loose in a home sense and we can do a world of magical that's things true. together and it's safe to say when we're even in each other's houses and kind of speaking to what you just did a first and favorite thing for both of us is like a big hug and a walk around and like hey what's new what you got in here what have you done what treasures have you found new things that we can incorporate, talking through dreams we have for our next project in our own homes. But my friends, she's truly the gifted one. For me, it's always a passion project, a hobby. For Katie, she has an eye and a talent that becomes so evident from the moment she walks into a space and begins to inspire with her big ideas. How would you describe your approach to designing a new space for a client? How does that vary from like your own space? I think for myself, I'm like next level. I change, you know, pictures, I change cushions and seasonally, I mean, you would know 100% is every season's a big season at the KMC Interiors home. Yeah, (laughs) that's so good. But I think it's so important that people love their space and everyone's so different and everyone likes different things and people start to curate and collect really unique pieces that they love, but they don't always go together. So I think walking through the space with each client and recognizing what pieces they really treasure and what their style is and help them kind of direct that to be a little more tailored so that it feels a little more pulled together than eclectic. And now, I mean, there's big changes that people can do and there's there's little changes that people can do. But I think no matter what, as long as you're creating a home that feels like a space that you love to live in, I think that's what my end goal is, is for each client to really love their space, to love their home and be proud to have people over like I love when I entertain and have just refreshed my decor. I mean, it's just something so magical about sharing your space with someone and your creativity and that unique ability to to really curate a space that speaks to you. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I mean, when I come into your home, I can see every time again, it's a changing season. I think there's an easy refresh that's done when the weather changes and you have this different feeling about you. Fall comes and you're looking for warmer colors and different textiles. And um, it is always so fun going into your space. It's so great that you can teach people how to do that. So when you take on a new client are some of them looking for just that, like just some design detail changes, some inspiration design boards? Like what's the scale of project can be big or small, I guess. Oh, for sure. I think the fun thing is, is you can really curate a space and make it feel completely different with very small changes. It doesn't have to be something crazy where you're breaking down walls and ripping out cabinets. Paint is a wonderful thing. I've seen a home transformed. I mean, you being in real estate, I can imagine it's difficult sometimes for people who are like oh well this room's blue and it's like that's a coat of paint that's like a really easy change and then textiles i love refreshing accent pillows and artwork and just like your little details that are accessories oh my gosh a new rug like and it's just so fun because people really love when a space has been changed and refreshed and they walk in and they think, I just want to like have a glass of wine or sit and have a coffee and read a book in this space. It becomes like a hug to you. I know that sounds crazy, but I love when people want their home to feel like like a a hug, right? Come on, on. who doesn't? So I just think that it, it can be all different scales. And for some people, they really need that visual. So we do do a lot of design visual boards. We call them inspo boards of like what pieces we're gonna bring in, what that's gonna look like, setting a budget. I mean, we all know things cost a lot of money. So a budget of a hundred dollars might get you a new throw blanket and a pillow. But you know what? If that's what you need in your space is just a few little details to cozy it up. Great. I think that it's important that everyone has a space that they're really proud to feel like it's their home and that they can entertain in it. And it can start with small details or it can be, you know, full scale renovation to create the home of their dreams. And it's so important to recognize where you're at and what you need at that time. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. It's it's so cool that it can be a large scale, small scale project, just depending on what's the person's capable of and like what budget do you have in and, and working within that I love that I mean we'd all love a full runout, wouldn't we start fresh, and then people walk in my house and go it's so beautiful so it's funny I think you've also got to recognize that you know the effort that you put in to keep your house tidy to keep your house clean and organized is also you know such a beautiful piece so it's it's being grateful for what you have and just having a home in itself but those are the funny things about it is other people look at your space and go oh my gosh well and I think it's so funny now like we're we're all products of watching HDTV oh, right. and yeah. following on Instagram and going like oh my gosh these swoon where these spaces and oh I, I just renovated my bathroom which of Katie course. would know very well it's really funny because as I say I've always had a passion for um, interior design and, and decorating and again we talked about how in the past, we thought that this would be an endeavor we would do together. But holy smokes, I was like, renovating is not for the faint of heart. Yeah, I am so overwhelmed. Like, I think you really have to think about things that you thought, I thought I had my list all together and, and little things pop up. And Now I'm on a rabbit hole and I don't even know where I'm going with this, but it's just, it's so true. It's, it's big decisions. That's exactly what a project feels like. It's a a rabbit hole. Thank you. It's a rabbit hole. That's why you feel that way because it's literally a rabbit hole and people don't think of all of the details and all of the pieces. And I think that's one of the best things is when you use a professional, you really are able to have a roadmap to what this is going to look like, how long it's going to take, what pieces you need to have in place. Because last minute decisions are never the decisions that are made well. They're just always kind of thrown together. You're not sure. So, planning out the space and planning out all the details and making sure that everything's together prior to even starting is such an important, impactful decision that you can make for every renovation. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and bringing in the right people. Amen to that. I had some great professionals on my side. <laughs> starting a business can be very challenging. And I would love to know some of the obstacles you faced when building KMC interiors or perhaps even just one that stands out. I think the funny thing is, is being an interior decorator and loving all the things. And I mean, we've all been the people who have gone down the the Pinterest rabbit hole again. (laughs) And so figuring out really the look, the vibe, what I wanted to set the stage with. And then I ended up with pretty much just white because I'm like, this is going to be my... Clean palette. You know, you see the Moody boards. You see this. So I think just really setting the stage and creating a vibe and a look that was like true to me and true to like what I wanted people to immediately recognize. I share the building with several other businesses, and it's funny because they have clients come in and and they love the space and they feel like it's so great. And it really allows us to like highlight some of the details that are in there. We have beautiful curated details from KMC Interiors. We have amazing handcrafted pieces from, you know, custom furniture and and the hardwood flooring. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. So I think just partnering everything together and doing it justice without feeling like it's an overwhelming amount of stuff was really the biggest challenge, design challenge that I've had thus far, because it's not a very large space either. But uh, it, I think it's working out, and there's still constantly new updates and things that are happening, and changes that we're making as we go. So it's like baby steps. It starts out as like a dive in, and then you're like, "Oh, we're good." And then you're like, "Just kidding! Let's do this! Let's do that! <laughs> Let's do this!" And I can say, here's here's a testament to sort of being an an outsider looking in. And I mean, I would barely consider myself an outsider because I've been alongside you as I've watched these things develop, but. I look in and I'm like, oh my gosh, you go into the space and it's truly so beautiful. You've put it together so well, but she's thought of everything. And I mean, gosh, if you guys have not been there yet, Katie, please tell everyone where you're located. We're at 508504. That's how I say it. (laughs) 508504, Highway 89. We're literally just like one minute west of Rosemont on the south side. There's a large building, huge, giant Muskoka chairs out front and probably like, seven minutes out of alliston some seven minutes west yeah, of alliston. That. yeah yeah for sure not guys far. you have to go and check it out but yeah please uh, come see me i have a fun um little cappuccino maker and there's always baileys for the cappuccinos <laughs> <laughs> for those of you 19 uh, and above obviously only oh yeah or apple juice Yes, so good. It is such a warm and welcoming space. So I I hope you take the time to go and visit her because as they say, she's leaped and grown so much and talks to sort of how that felt when she's going through it. But you go into the space and you're like, girlfriend, you got it together. (laughs) So I think give yourself some grace too, podcast listeners that like things look easy sometimes. And I think the lesson here is there's always hardships and growth. Oh, for sure. There's always the growing pains that come with every single piece and aspect that you put into life. But I think it's just sticking with it. If you fail a hundred times, I don't know what that saying is, but if you fail a hundred times, the one time you get it, you're going to get it real good. Yeah. Well, and it's like even throwing (laughs) sayings out at everyone, but it's like, are you getting 1% better every day? You know, and people have these expectations on themselves of these to-do lists and gosh, do we know that they build up, but are you getting 1% better every day? Did you improve by 1% today? And I think that's fine. That's a step, right? I literally posted something yesterday and it was like about giving yourself grace. It's pretty much exactly on this tribute. And it's like, I see you girl moving mountains and, you know, I see you also on the days where you just need to rest, relax and recoup. And I think that's so important to recognize because I am a goer, I'm a doer. It's very rare that you'll catch me just relaxing, but I, I think there are days where I just need to like an hour to read a book and just like zone out because it's just too much. And then I will move a mountain. Tomorrow. tomorrow tomorrow is tomorrow. my moving mountain day. <laughs> Today is my relax routine. But you know what it's it's truly so important because I know myself and we're very similar. If I'm overwhelmed, I'm like out of creativity block. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? If I yeah. have a moment to sort of sit peacefully and whether that moment is a whole day, mm-hmm. you the next day you're on fire almost. This new new feeling of what rest can do for the body. So I think we've done that with each other over the years. So, so amazingly, we're like, hey, we need a day to like fill our cup and we'll like go get a Starbucks, peruse Home, Home Sense, Sense because we've always loved Home Sense perusing and, you know, go to the keg, get a girlfriend and go and do those things. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be extravagant either. You can grab a Timmy's and go for a walk. But yeah, those are important days. Having been in real estate now for 14 years, it's so fun because I work alongside so many different individuals and families, obviously varying goals in mind from sort of a leap of home ownership, buying their first home, people who are making a move up, buying a larger home, accommodating, growing family. I mean, we really kind of work with and see it all. And I've also seen people looking for an ideal investment where they can put some sweat equity into their home, grow their investment. But like we've alluded to, it's not necessarily an easy task. Do you have any advice for someone who is looking to buy a home that might need some work? My best advice is to be realistic and to ensure that you are working on the items that mean most to you. So I'm sure when people come to you, they have their checklist. And when you're buying a fixer-upper, perhaps that fixer-upper is missing a few of their checklists. So what was most important to you needs to be front of mind and the, the items that you work on first. I also think it's so important that you have good relationships with your in laws so you can go and live with them (laughs) while you invite the professionals to come and do the job. (laughs) Do you have a trailer you can park in your driveway so you can live in that? Because living in a project, I mean, you just had one bathroom renovated and it felt, I'm sure, like your whole house was turned upside down. So it's important to recognize that living through renovations isn't the easiest. Tackle the pieces that are most important to you. Also set a budget and recognize that there's going to be different pieces, especially with a large renovation, that are going to add up that you didn't realize were going to be there. So don't be budget strapped by doing all of the projects. If you have a budget and you really want to stick to it, stick with a small piece and then grow and, and do the other pieces as it comes because taking it all on can be very challenging to live within those four walls and have that with a family and you know it, it depends where you're at in your life if you're a super busy person and thinking you're going to be the person who does all the renovations how realistic is that oh for sure and and i mean that age-old saying rome wasn't built in a day 100 yes. so again i think we look at HDTV and it's really funny i had this <laughs> laugh with my contractor i'm like don't you like snap your fingers <laughs> and tomorrow as the walls are back up and you finish my tile and we had a really good laugh because he's a long time Friend and you did an excellent job. But it's it's just really funny that yeah. these expectations from TV, yeah. social media are yeah. not realistic. Ty, Ty Bennington Bennington. really messed up he the did. design world for us. They're like, this just like all comes in. We bring in a whole crew. The whole neighborhood steps up for free, don't they? That's Where's it. my neighbors? That's it. We are community driven professionals. Where are my people at? Too good. That's really funny. And I mean, you took on a renovation and I lived through that with you. You would have been maybe early 20s. Yes. Yes. First, first home. And that was an amazing project to watch because again, you did it gradually. So at what point looking at that person who maybe wants to take on that project and again, someone who's being budget conscious, but does it make sense to bring in you as a professional? How do you help sort of guide those things and maintain a track for that individual based on their needs and their budget. Yeah, that's actually like a fully loaded question. It was very loaded. Yeah, that was real loaded. Sorry, I know I'm on the fly here. I just was thinking that out loud being like, okay, if I'm listening, if I'm listening, and I want to renovate a house, do I bring in a designer early on? You know, it's, it's that yeah. age old, when I'm looking at houses with people, sometimes it's like, okay, gosh, I think it, it's the, the windows are aging out. Yeah. Um, the furnace is 25 years old. Like you want to get sort of an idea of those costs. But um, I know it was a fairly loaded question. No, I love it. I love it. It's great. I'm used to this from you. You are my bestie. So I know, right. <laughs> but I guess really, it's, it's, it's even like, is it a call to you? Is that something that you do and take on? So the very first Step is definitely me connecting with the client or with someone if they were interested in just learning about what I would bring to the table. I think just connecting and having like, I love developing relationships with people. I think anyone who knows me knows that I am 100% that person who loves to like create relationships the biggest thing is is having that first meeting and just giving me a call and saying like, hey, this is what I want to do. What does that look like? What will your services bring? We have Perfect. so many different packages. I have Chloe now, who is an, my amazing junior designer. She's an incredible asset to me. So um, she can also help with different details. I now have a little bit more time and availability for those type of calls and those type of connections with people where they're like, what What do I need to do? What does this look like? I think the biggest thing is, is your home is your biggest asset. So if, if you're not doing this properly then then and it's really you're doing yourself a disservice so for myself I can be as hands-on as like run the full project love it or as like much as like you just consult with me and we do you know virtual or in-house meetings to make sure you're on track every once in a while but it doesn't have to be like a full design service you might have a full idea of what you want Mm -hmm. but not really know how to run with it Or also, I love bringing in, you know, close friends, even in my projects and ideas, because it's that second set of eyes. So I can be that second set of eyes for people to say, like, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? It's not my first rodeo. So if it's someone's first rodeo, I can show them how to like rein in. Last two, you, you missed the, the arm movements since we're not videoing, but there was a little last two action lasso. there. That's, That's it. The last thing I it's, gotta rein them in. That I it. think and she also, did that to me. I think again, my rabbit hole. It's we. I've been there. So. Yeah, yeah. I think reining people in and recognizing where pieces are going to bring value and where you're just going to, you know, lose it because it, it's important to stay on track. With budget, because I think people on their own can get way carried away out of budget, and I just see this with my clients sometimes. I'm like, "What about this? What about this?" And I'm like, "Do we have a budget? Are we just not gonna go with the budget? Like, we're just okay? Sure, we can do those things, but that's gonna be like another twenty five thousand dollars. So, and they're like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, everything costs a lot of money, and that will be a lot of money." So, yeah, in it. That's it. No, it's it's really good advice because we always say when we're in the process of house hunting with our clients. Home is a feeling. So we we want to make that feeling, but we need to be mindful that what is your budget and how much yeah. how much can you give right now and how much can you sort of wait? And, and are you making the right choices? That's right. Are you making the right choices? This is a really good. Are you point. making the right choices? Is this going to be beneficial for you in the end? Yeah, absolutely. Advice is always a process of buying a home, selling a home. You want the right professionals on your side. 100%. So this is a big testament to that. How would you describe your style of design? I mean, I think it's... I. It's so fun because I've been at this with you since the beginning. So sometimes I know you might get called in and design styles might not line up necessarily, but they know you, they like you, they trust you, they they want Miss Katie May. But what would be your style of design? My true style of design is very Scandinavian. I love like light washed floors. I love I think it just is like a homage back to like my roots of to where this all came place is the feeling. And I love like real stone. I love velour and and like crushed velvet and linens and real plants and like pieces that really feel cozy Mm -hmm. and pair together so well without anything being super offensive. That being said, I am currently doing a mid-century modern sort of art deco home. And I'm having so much fun with it. It's so out of my element. It's just crazy. I've got like a zebra print kind of carpet and like this wild, incredible artwork. And it's just so much fun to like piece this together and live like a whole nother world is what it feels like to me. But I'm loving it. And I think the true thing is, is when you hire a designer, they know all the different styles and they know what pairs well together. And they know when you put like, you know, when you're in mid-century modern and you put something so out of place, it's like you might love that Royal Dalton doll, but girlfriend, it's got to go. (laughs) <laughs> is there a bedroom in the basement we can put it? <laughs> oh, fair enough. But it's it's just those little details. And then again, true to to just going back to what I said before is if that Royal Dalton doll really means something to you, we will find a space for it because this is where you live and you need to have it be true to your own authentic self and and love it. Yeah, absolutely. So that Royal Dalton doll is bringing you joy. Keep it going. Let's girl. get her going. That's Let's get it. her dancing on the table. Oh, I love that. It's so much fun. And we kind of spoke to this a little bit, but it's it's an interesting one that I keep thinking of because, I mean, in today's social media world, we see incredible spaces, perfectly curated rooms, clutter free homes, Instagram worthy photos, Pinterest boards galore. And as a mother of three wild boys, myself and yourself having uh, two beautiful babies at home, not babies anymore. It's It's heartbreaking. But how do you balance both in your own space and then when you're thinking at it from a design perspective, functionality and aesthetics in your own living space? How do you incorporate that into your design? Well, I've never childproofed my house. Sure. It's not something that I believe in to each their own. I believe in having items in my house when my kids were younger that if they broke, I would be comfortable with it. Yes. I have had people ask me to do like, you know, children's bedrooms that were like child perhaps detailed and I think having a space that they can grow into yeah opposed to making it you know like all Barney or all Winnie the Pooh that's just it's just such a temporary fix Um, I think timeless and classic is my idea and when children are young and you have families it needs to make sense and it needs to be details that are able to be out with them you might not want like $7,000 white linen couch sure well, but there. I mean, get the couch that you love and get a really good cleaner, like one of those little Bissell things. <laughs> That's, That's what I have you know, you need to love your home and love all the details. And I don't think that and, and I do go into people's spaces and find that sometimes it's overrun with children's details. And if, if that's bringing you joy, great. But Absolutely. Otherwise, let's find a really great space where they can have their own space, and then create a space for you too. like, you need to have a space for yourself, because that clutter and that craziness is overwhelming for me. I don't know how people can, yeah. you know, manage and feel like they're functioning when it's like, just overrun by people. I think, Adults need a space. And whether it's your master bedroom and you make your master bedroom like a sanctuary for you, get it. Yeah, do that. that's it. I know. And I'm sure there's moms listening and even dads, grandparents. It is so important. And, and maybe that's the perfect time to bring in a professional and be like, OK, you know what? I'm having a real tough time here enjoying my space because this is what's not working. But I want my kids to live and play in their home. I know I've been there, been there, done that. I've seen some really clever organizing people who do like bins. So they'll like change out the toys so they're not like so overwhelming. And then the kids are actually playing with it because it's like, how do you even play with like these thousands of toys that are just cluttered everywhere? I'm not sure if they do. Functionality, right? It goes back to like an art center. And like, this is what my mind goes to when I go and I'm like, oh, you could have an art center with a desk and they could create there and paint and an easel and have like an area for Lego. And like, I just think of how much more fun that is. And then also teaching your children that it's important that they respect their space and your space and clean up their stuff when they're done. Absolutely. Come on, kiddos been there been there also right i my children um play mini sticks in the back room of my house or don't we know it don't we know it those people that know me and my broken window guy i'm his favorite client because i think we've broken six windows and the most recent was really funny because it was actually my my smallest and it was an accident but anyway he had fun pointing it he said it wasn't me it was hudson and so i don't know where he learned point the finger (laughs) elsewhere. But this is life of three boys. But going back to that room for me, we live in a century home. That's our You had to switch to a foam ball. Yeah. Foam balls. Like we're not using ball hockey hard balls anymore. It's supposed to be foam balls once in a while. We have to really rein that back a little bit. I mean, it's funny because expectations, again, speaking to that, being a mom and loving design, I had to Marry the two and figure out what worked for me, right? For sure. So there's always that fine line and that balance. Well, it's everyone's body. house. It's everyone's yeah. house, and I do want my kids to make beautiful memories there. hundred percent. Just, yeah. Just do it gracefully, please. With foam balls. Do you have a project that you've worked on that you would say is your favorite to date, and why? I think I would have to say there was a century home of the most beautiful family that I became really dear friends with in Beaton. And it was a full gut job. And it was really true to the style of what I love. Her name was Tina. I, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to it's dis- okay. yeah. disclose these secrets, it's but good. anyone who knows Tina she's a a fireball of of just amazingness. And uh, she let me have full reign. She was like, girlfriend, we are moving. We need this to be done. We need you to take the reins and do this. And she let me just pick and choose and do all of the things that I wanted. And at the end of that project, I thought to myself, well, gosh, darn, I better just move in. And it's then done it's exactly oh, how it was why? It's so beautiful and then so I many people that. messaged me and were like oh my gosh I want that house I want that house it was it sold so quickly it was at the drop of the market yeah so it was it was amazing that it sold so quickly because I got a little nervous because things were really starting to yeah. drop a bit there things it change sold at, on a dime at Prime dollar and they got to move on and live their dreams and a beautiful family moved in and I'm just so happy that everyone got to sort of partake in this incredible journey that I, you know, feel like I filled that home with such details, everything from the curated light fixtures that were all vintage light fixtures to like, you know, the hood vent that was handmade by my father-in-law and the shelves and all of the details. It was just like, so good. It was a warm hug. It was a warm hug and it felt so good to me. Yeah. And And I was so proud of it. You should be. And that's a good one. You guys, if you want to see what she can do from start to finish, that is a good project to ask Katie um, to show you. And she has a website and we'll talk to that at the very end. But my, I, my clients were lucky enough to buy that house and it is a pure beauty. Like it's, it's it's Katie, a perfect Hummel, sort of a oh, campbell cumble. Humble. cumble cumble cumble, cumble. D- cumble. cumble. diddle dumble it's not a combo it's a cumble I mean we just need to do this more often <laughs> it's so good we have dreamed of flipping many homes and cottages I know Stay we do. I do I reach out often I'm like what do you think about this one should we buy this one how how much time do we really have on our hands to take on a renovation project but guys it's coming this is again we're in a chapter of busy right now. And it's, it's really funny because Katie and I have a lot of conversations and again, being very like-minded and we ask people and we're like, who are you? And the response is always like, Oh, I'm so busy. Oh man. That would oh, make gosh. me crazy. It's crazy. But give and, up the I want, Netflix babes. That's And I think to myself though, that's not a, an answer. And you say, are you, how are you? I want to know. How are you? Yes, we are all busy, but it, while it's a fact of life, it doesn't answer the question. But being an entrepreneur and a business owner, the juggle and struggle is real. It's Isn't, real. It's real. Yeah. And how how do you balance your personal life with the demands of being a business owner? Well, I was told recently that I need to be a lot more cautious of how I dedicate my time to people. I'm a super involved person with friends and family, and I want to dedicate my time constantly to the relationships that I have in my life. And I think that the biggest thing for me is I don't ever watch TV. I use my time very efficiently. Uh, If someone saw my agenda, they'd be like, why? Why? Why does your agenda look like this? And I often have people say like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you, you juggle all this. I love having things on the go. And I think I'm just that person. I love feeling accomplished from anything from like getting all my laundry done in one day and having it all merry Kudo folded and like put away neatly. If you watch Katie do laundry, you'd be like, do you offer a laundry service? How do you fold like that? It's so good retail. Retail. That's my lifelong journey of retail. yes. Yes. But I think it's like the feeling of accomplishment that keeps me so focused on doing so many things at once. And then also the feeling of like connecting with people and just having those relationships where my cup is totally filled. That's how, if ever I'm feeling like I've got too much on the go, I just need to like spend some time with my bestie That's it, or girl. just key core friends and family and just being around people. I could never work a job where I was like stuck alone. Like I'm like, if I was the last person on earth, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm coming to you, Take my friend. <laughs> so I think it's just... Not watching Netflix, not watching any TV. I read in my spare time when I go to bed around 10 or 11. I'll read for a little bit. I I share good books with close people. And I think that's fun. We have like a little book club, informal book club. We don't talk about the books, really, but we (laughs) swap them out. Sometimes we talk about them, but not much, but. And then I think fueling my fire with like-minded people who yes. love to do things and be busy and organize and, and keep focused on positive and not allow yourself to go down that, that dangerous hole of like feeling overwhelmed and get, and we all do it. I mean, let's be real. I have mental breakdowns sometimes and have to gulp down a bottle of wine in a night and cry about how crazy my life is. And yeah. And then I'm like, wait, the next day, wake up. I'm like, here we go. We're ready. Take that moment, right? Take that moment. Yeah, we all have them. No doubt. And I think it's, it's really interesting. I was listening actually to a podcast recently and it was talking about balls. You have glass balls, you have rubber balls. And so think of everything in your life. And is that a glass ball? Is it a rubber ball? Meaning that if that ball were to fall, Using that analogy, would it would it break or would it bounce? And so sometimes it's so interesting. I loved that perspective, and I think we we kind of do it without maybe necessarily thinking and, and about it. But we sometimes make these mistakes. And I think to myself, my kids are glass balls. Like yes, they, they fall and they break. Right. What else is what's rubber? What what will bounce up and, and be fine tomorrow? Yeah. Right? It's the laundry. Not the end of the laundry. The laundry. Let the laundry bounce, girl. Like let these things. It's like, it's funny because it's true. We do watch so much social media and you watch an Instagram post. And I just absolutely love when you see this like beautiful home that's like so detailed. And then that amazing influencer shows you the other side of the room where they've like dump dived all of their stuff to make the one side look really good. And I'm like, that is life. That's what it looks like. It's not always pretty. And that's fine. Oh my goodness. Like live with the heap of laundry, live with like, you know, another week of the sheets not being washed. No one's going to die. It will be just fine. If you need to like, just go and do something, fill your cup, go to the pumpkin patch, go cut down a Christmas tree with your family those are the pieces that are really going to mean the most in the end. That's it. As I left my house this morning with the biggest mound of dishes that I think I've left in a long time. But yeah. I was like, you know what? Be I have priorities. For you. That's it. My little boy, he loves this little game called Avalanche. It's so cute. He's three. So if you have a three-year-old, look up this game because it's really hilarious. And he loves to play it pretty much at all hours of the day. And it's like, again, glass ball. Like He needs me right now. Yeah. I, yeah. I work through the day often. And I'm lucky to have a bit of a schedule. I can balance things. Same thing, AAA hockey children. And it's a lot, but you have to decide what's important in a day and just push to, to the side of things that can get done later. Back to your store, because I wanted to know what is your, here's one of the, the, my, my most important questions. What would be some of your most favorite details in your store? I know sort of when you talked about opening a storefront, your biggest thing you always said to me was a KMC curated detail. And I think it's perfectly put. There are certain things I know from knowing you from so long, loving you for so long, seeing your home, seeing your store, things that you love the most. And they probably are pieces that refresh a space the very best. What are your favorite KMC curated details? Wow. I'm sure you know this. Actually don't I think you do. Our listenership does not know this. Yeah, but I'm just not even sure that you know this. My reason why I started KMC Interiors was for my felt mice. Oh my gosh! That so those is so yes, funny. you guys have to go on her social media page, see and I these will characters. tell you at the end of this. Yes, I just couldn't love them more. I've been collecting them for quite a while. I used to get them. My sister actually got them for me from a store called The Cross in Vancouver, BC. And when COVID hit, I couldn't get my mouse. I couldn't get my mice. And to get them shipped and all of this, it was like, no. So I'm like, I'm going to buy myself. I'm going to find where I can get them. So I found the source and I started with the mice. And anyone who watches me on Instagram or has seen me for the many years that that I've been doing this, they would have seen the mice pop up all of a sudden. It was like, I'm going to sell these mice, guys. Come and get them. That is really funny. And I remember... And it right. wasn't even in my shop now. Well, I think I remember you placing an order. And then at the time you didn't really have a store. It was kind of like, what's this going to look like? Kind of so there'd be like pictures of these mice on your social media. And I remember you thinking like, oh my gosh, they all sold. Like this they is the one thing so I started pointy. with and they sold. Guys, and she has this adorable tree in her house for Christmas. And it's ombre. ombre, White ombre tree. to blush. Yes. And it glows like magic and it is filled of these with those felt hilarious characters felt mice and that is a that's yeah, a good story my salty tree and, and they're so out right now. that and then of course everyone knows that I love a good down filled good quality pillow and my shop is filled with if you ever need a collection of good curated pillows, yes. I am your girl. I have done the research. I have found the colors. I have done the pieces to get it. And I use them on all of my jobs. I don't buy a pillow from anywhere else now. They're good. It always comes. It's a good price point. They're a good quality. They have a great down filled. It's a high quality down, removable. Would you like me to go on about these pillows? I would, please, because I do have some. And every time I'm like, okay, stop following our social media. My my pillows end up as a pillow yeah. fight and a pillow fort. So it's like, I always say to myself, I'm really happy. I'm, I'm buying these beautiful pillows for my kids to just like the tassels fall off. Good Lord, let's not start there. Okay, so this is going to be super fun. I'm going to ask you a list of 10 questions you will answer quickly. Okay. And we're calling it this or that. Okay, so you I pick can't one wait. or the other. Okay, this is Are gonna... you ready? Yes, okay, I'm ready. Do you need to like crack your knuckles, do a quick might. stretch? I might. Here we go. <laughs> okay, this or that. Traditional or modern? Ooh, traditional. Neutrals or bold colors? Neutral. Minimalism or maximalism? Ooh, goodness gracious. I'd like to say I'm a minimalist, but I definitely am a maximalist. Uh, vintage or brand new? Vintage. Beach house or lake cabin? Ooh, lake cabin. I thought you were going to say beach house. So far, I'm otherwise on track. Industrial or boho? Boho. Boho. Warm or bright light? Warm. Warm? Yes. Oh, Amen. I'm like, why do they even make this other color? Know, why it's is so this a bright. thing? It's bright. <laughs> Gray or beige? Beige. I was going to say grayish. Love it. Benjamin Moore, Sherwin, William. Betty. Yes. Open concept or defined rooms? Oh, I love both. I know. Let's be real. That's I'm a, a lover one. of both. That was a trick question. That's I a trick in. question. It's tricky, tricky. And the trickiest. Okay. So this has been so much fun and I hope everyone has learned something about Katie, uh, about her store, uh, about what she offers. Absolutely. But before we go, I want to ask you three questions that we ask every guest. Number one, what is the one thing that every person should do if they visit our community? Oh, I think spend some time. I think you need to go to like all the small mom and pop shops. Name a few of your favorites. Favorite. Yeah, I will for sure. Cause we have such an incredible community of small businesses that are owned by families and that are just absolutely amazing. So I would love to say go to like a restaurant. So there's Williams on the main street, there's Gush. There's DeGrazzi. Oh, the taco place. And I would love to say that I know how to say it, but it's like Tancre El Norte. El Norte? El Norte? Yeah. Just delicious. Just go to the delicious Mexican place on yes. main street. Yes. And then um floral, the floral companies locally. Get yourself some fresh flowers. Oh, Northern blush uptown. So good. Coffee. A coffee from there. So good. So good. Home. Yes. Bohome beautiful so little details. Too. Yeah. And then make your way down. 89 out to KMC Interiors, (laughs) go into the Rosemont General Store, get some delicious local product from there. Maple Grove. Love that one also. So good. What makes your community feel like home? I think the people. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Absolutely. The people that are in this town. I can literally go anywhere and I feel like I like know people and see people and yeah. just I'm so excited and love every time I go somewhere to like see a face that I can recognize and That's love. a good one. I always say to people when they're looking to move here, I'm like, you know what? It's a town where like everyone walks down the road and it's like, hey, how are yeah. you? He smiles. Say, huh? If you could write a chapter in the guide to awesomeness based on this podcast, what would the title be? Be Your Authentic Self. Love it. I think if everyone's living their true authentic self, that like quirky weirdness that people have, all of those pieces, I think then that would be my chapter. Be your authentic self. Be your authentic self. Well, thank you again so much for joining me here today, Katie. Be sure to follow KMC Interiors on social media at KMC underscore interiors. Check out her website. Visit her store. We appreciate you taking the time today, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. This is so fun. It's like our first step towards like fame and getting an HD tv show you never know the big things are to come i love it like jillian harris oh here i go that's the one and only okay well thank you katie thank you for joining me for another awesome episode whether you're already on the road to awesomeness or just starting out Be sure to join us next time for a dose of motivation, education, and entertainment.